Hello, beautiful people and fellow whiners. And welcome to another episode of A Little Something, the number two, because it's two of us. Wine about with your host, Siobhan Camille. And Ty Michelle. Where sips get real and we whine as we whine about life, relationships, and so much more because sometimes you just need to whine a little. It is third Wednesday in this here September, and it is one with the guy. So y'all know we automatically bring a guy to the table. So we have nobody new. You know, it's Mr. B. Cox back with us. Now married because he was engaged last time. And we want to talk to him about what makes wife wifey material. Um, mm. So grab a glass of your favorite red, white, rosé, sparkling cider, good old Pinot Agua, and join us on the couch. I don't know what Michelle is saying. <laughs> I was trying to do like a sign language whining with the guys. So I was like whining with the guys. That's that's interesting. <laughs> it's a new one. That's a new one, right? That's why it started. Like I was like, I don't like that. Oh, that looks like a G kind of. Yeah, I see. That looks like an orangutan. Oh, you ever seen the orangutan? <laughs> I didn't know what this was. I'm like, what? Monkey gang sign is <laughs> supposed to be what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll accept it for now because you know we work. Yeah, I mean, take it to the drawing board and work on it. Work I don't want to do like. Hmm. <laughs> hey y'all. Y'all know I be. I be. I be. I've been trying to concentrate and it just don't be working out right sometimes. So mm-hmm. y'all should be used to about that. Okay. Y'all know I'm gonna give you something before we start. Um, so before we get into this wonderful hit topic of um, will you be my wifey material? We're gonna talk about these here. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> Grapes experience. Y'all know it's September, so we are doing, we are having a white September. Um, yeah. So what 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 white wine popping grapes experience are you having? Because I see this here bottle and it looks chic, like the label. Well, before I get into my popping grapes, let's let's introduce Mr. B Cox. Just say hello again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's so new. He's so not new. I was like, wait, okay, we know you, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, everybody. You know, B Cox, creator, host, producer of all classic music reviews podcast. We review classic hip hop, R and B, and reggae albums from the '90s and 2000s, particularly the early 2000s, and we see if they still stand the test of time. Also, co-host and producer of the Raw Sex Podcast with Dominique Marks. AKA Cousin Damo. Vault every Monday, Raw Sex every Friday. Make sure y'all check that out wherever y'all get podcasts. You can catch the Vault at vaultclassicpod.com. See, that's in your line. You got your Monday over there, talk, let's talk music. Then you got your Wednesday, come on with us. Then on your Friday, go talk some sex. See what I'm just, we here for your week. Get through well, the to, week. Be, to be fair, <laughs> though, Raw Sex is not just all about sex. We talk well, I about. Know you know, we we, we 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 talk we talk, you know, substantive relationship topics. We talk rela- interrelationships between men and women, both platonic and potentially romantic. And we also talk about 
issues that men face, you know, because we both two men, late 30s. Well, shoot, 40 now for me. So we talk about the issue that guys still late for, 30s. You know, <laughs> no, not for me, it isn't. That train left the station already. So <laughs> uh, no, but like, so the fact that what kills me is like while he's running down his list of things, he's like thinking about it. <laughs> you look at his face and he's like, uh I mean, yeah. that's a lot going on. So like that doesn't give me hope though because <laughs> i feel like i be, we should have it down so when i see a vet go uh let me think i'll be like oh shoot hey if he doing this i don't stand no chance and remembering nothing but that's how you know it's, it's real it's organic it's, it's not right <laughs> like, like, oh well I, well look y'all just gonna get me fumbling over stuff but um <laughs> here we go <laughs> So this wine this week, my popping grapes is an Albarino. I've only had one of them and it was one of the ones from the Royal Rabbits was an Albarino, but I don't remember which one and I didn't want to look it up to taint my my image and go in with it with a preconceived notion. Clean slate. Right. So this is an Albarino from España, the Spain, um, by Martin Codax. I know nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> Um, so we will, we will see what happens. Okay, I'll say because yep, you lost me at the name, but I was like, you ghostless. <laughs> you what happened? Oh, I was definitely like, you ghostless. So I have a Pinot Gris, not Geo. <laughs> Bars. Um. And it's from Bordy Vineyards. It's a Maryland vineyard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Maryland wine. It's a 2018 Pinot Gris. So I am green, long green pipe, Maryland. I don't even know what that is. Oh, in Maryland? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Somewhere in the middle of nowhere where they have vineyards. Somewhere where they make wine. That's what. (laughs) In the boonies. It would have to be. You need space. Yeah. So um, I got it because I wanted, I got this because honestly, I I was going to do the brand that I had last week and I was going to do another Riesling, but I was like, no, I'm not going to Riesling y'all out. I'll let me, let's go for Pinot Gris. I was actually looking for a Chirac's or Gewurz Demeanor. I thought Shiraz, Shiraz is red. No, I thought it was white. Pretty sure Shiraz is red. Well, if it's red, then that's why I didn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lord. I mean, <laughs> duh, ding. Like, that's what that's what I went in there for, and like full transparency. That's what I went in there for. But then I was like, oh no, they got a Pinot Gris. Let's do the Pinot Gris. Not Gio. Okay. So about this 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 wifey material, Mr. Mr. B Cotton. Um, because we about to hit cuffing season. We at cuffing seasons here. My <laughs> Eric Bellinger. Um, so just a general, let's just start real general. What makes a woman, and I realize that this is gonna vary. Are you inspecting mm-hmm. the cork? Did you pop another cork? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
she she holds the court okay she hulk has struck again so what um said what makes a woman's wife material (laughs) what makes a woman wife material and this is such a canned answer but it's a real one it depends on the man well yeah we we got that it really depends on the man because let me put it to you this way one man may see something that he sees in a woman and will say oh that's wifey that's wifey type material right there because of whatever things she may does or how she looks or you know her persona the way that she carries herself like all so many different other things and another man will look and be like yeah that's seems like a good time but you know but that's just it you know so it really is in the eye of the beholder now what i will say is that when you're talking about a woman that's wifey material the universal thing is the feeling okay because really when it comes down to wifey material looks don't really as contrary to prior belief does it have something to do with it yeah i mean that's like the first part of the driving test. Can you see? Yes. Okay. Let's move to step number two. <laughs> I mean, that has to that has to be a part of it, though, right? Because if you can't see, then you can't pass the driver test. So, am I attracted to you? Yes. Okay. Next question. Then you move on to the other things, and that's when we start getting into the other layers. I think I was talking about this. When I was on with Damo, we would have Riri from the New Normal podcast on with us, and I started talking about when you start peeling back those layers of those on- of those onions. How far back are you willing to go before you stop and be like, either, I, right, you know what, I'm good off this, and I'm gonna set this down, or I'm gonna keep going and be like, I, right, I'm good. I've seen all I need to see. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when you start peeling back those layers of that onion, at what point are you getting to the point where it's like, okay? you're starting to become more of a believer or are you like, nah, son, this ain't working. I don't want this. Whatever this is, I don't want it. So it really is. Why Why not? Yeah. That's what they said. I mean, is how far do you go before you're like, okay, I'm good on this. You know what I'm saying? And it was just a pretty face and she does these couple of things or a couple of things I like about her, but the more I'm around her, the more that I know about her, I don't like her as much as I thought I did. Then it's like, oh, well, you'll see someone and be attracted to them. And the more you know about them, the more you get into them. And I guess as a part, we could say the more that you fall for her, dare I say, in some instances, you fall in love with her is that's when you're like, okay, yeah, that's that's wifey material. Now, another universal thing, you can't really consider nobody wifey unless, for real, for real, unless you're in love with her. I mean, that... that, It's, but see, when we're talking about truly being wifey, because a lot of people use that word, right? We use that word way too loosely in our culture. We talk a lot about, oh, that's wifey, wifey right there. I don't think I ever, the one person I use that word with is the actual woman I'm married to. And any other woman that I met, we was like, nah. Because you don't, you don't give that title to everybody. People need to understand that. And that's one thing I think with guys, 
that you have to do a better job of you figuring out what's wifey and what's not. What makes her wifey? Oh, okay. Well, for some guys, it's just like, yeah, bam, physical. Check all the marks. Bam, she does this. Whatever it is, she cooks. You know, I get to use her car every Wednesday night. Uh, you know, we in the bedroom. She do these little things that I like, you know, and she does it all the time. I don't got to ask for it. And some dudes, it'll stop right there. Bam, that's wifey. And I'm just sitting there like, damn, y'all are so literally impressed. That's it. That's all it takes. Like that. All, I think a lot all of it takes. also just use wifey because they know so many women get geeked off hearing that. Oh, he called me wifey. Oh, I'm wifey. But, I'm not that chick, but I feel like they're because to your point of it depends on the dude, right? Like I feel does. like there are dudes who <laughs> they wifey hoes. Everybody's a wifey. <laughs> and there are others who are like, man, I'm gonna just call her wifey because she because she won't hit it, right? Mm -hmm. Um that's just I it's interesting to me because I've been I've been hearing a lot of chatter. Well, not recently, but like earlier this year. I heard a lot of chatter about men, right? And talking about, you know, basically women after a certain age and weight class need to like lower their standards and all this stuff. And then I also mm -hmm. heard all these dudes talking about how. Oh, you not wife? No, basically, if no dude married you by thirty, then like jump off a bridge and kill yourself, um, or lower your standards to like the depths of the ocean. But the crazy part was a lot of these same dudes would say, "Oh, I met a girl though; she was cool. There really mm. wasn't anything wrong with her. I just wasn't ready to get married." And I'm mm. like, "Yeah." So if you're not ready to get married at however old you were. Her right. age didn't stop, so she wasted time with you. So you going to then turn around and tell this woman three years later, now she's 33, because mm -hmm. she wasted time with you, that she should just drop her standards. But there, to your own uh, admit admittance, there was nothing wrong with her. You mm -hmm. just weren't ready to get married, which is valid, because all women aren't ready to get married, let's be clear. So I think that's something that needs to be talked about more, too. But that's we can go but that's yeah. my other thing, I guess. I just hear a lot of guys shame women who are 30 plus and unmarried, but then these same dudes will turn around and talk about either the one that got away or the one that they could have married, but there was really nothing wrong with her. They just weren't in the right space. Right. I mean, and I think all of those things are valid, you know, um, mm -hmm. because like we said, as women, societies will tell us oh as a woman you know when you become grown instantly you have magically became become ready for marriage that, that's not true um <laughs> so that's someone who has turned down two proposals that, that yes. as someone who is married i'm still going to tell i will tell you that's not true um but outside i think so i think that's a whole another wine for another time and we can it is really mm -hmm. touch that mm -hmm. but like for real but for men i'll just say i'll just speak to my experience because that's what i can speak to i heard numerous of times yo like cuffed up like bunned up lubed up whatever you want to call it like cuddling snuggling all that netflix and chilling mm. You are, you will make a great wife. I just can't be, you just can't be my girlfriend. Yeah, mm. what the hell does that mean, Brian? Because I, I have no idea. <laughs> That's some new shit right there. 
Um, oh, and no, no, the thing is, I've heard that from more than three people mm. that I dated. So, and it would baffle mm. me. And it would also be at that moment I knew, yep, I'm wasting my time. But because mm-hmm. it wasn't the fact that I wasn't, marriage was always some a goal of mine. It's not saying that they needed to marry me right then and there because I still wasn't ready. Even when I got married, I still wasn't ready. I was more prepared, but I wasn't ready, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. So it was, <laughs> it was just baffling, you know, and these are the same people who would be like, or oh yeah that's that's wifey right there you know they could see a future with a person and this this, that and the other but that step that come before that I don't think I can do it which to me ultimately meant yeah I'm not finished running the streets I'm not finished Mm. playing my games sure yeah and it could be taken as the infamous it's not you it's me um I need more time to grow like you can look at all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and great but when you hear repeatedly that that does something else to you, it's like, yeah, well, we'll talk about that another time. But I think to that point, when you hear songs talk about um, romanticizing being a wife, uh, to will you be my wife? That, I hate that song. I hate, um, it hate that song. I hate it too. For passion. <laughs> um, all, when you hear things like that or the let's get married or anything. First of all, I just want to pause and say let's get married is a terrible song. <laughs> like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, it's a horrendous song. And no, I it wanted is. People, we ain't getting no younger. So when, I wanted people to we stop playing that. I wanted people to stop playing that at their wedding like it was a good song. Ladies, ladies, and gentlemen, ladies, the lyrics are literally meet me at the altar in your white dress. We ain't getting no younger. We might as well do this. That's not romantic. That's someone literally telling you, we ain't getting no younger. We, I mean, we might as well. That's some stuff. Yo, they don't got this on Netflix anymore, but they got this other ragtag version. I mean, we ain't doing shit tonight. We might as well watch, you know, Grease you know 8, because whatever. We might as well watch Rocky 17, because we ain't get. I mean, ain't shit else. That's not romantic. I'm sorry. I just... Woo! That's a nerve. I hated that song yeah, I, when that song came out. And I was in middle school. I was in middle school. Like, if y'all adults don't stop playing this at your weddings, mm. clown. I was but a senior in high school. When you hear that, now. and then you hear, or you would hear the other side of it. When you hear the quote unquote thugs, gangsters, oh, instead of calling the girls, they bought them these. They start calling, them, oh, yeah, that's wifey. That's my main one. Meaning, Oh, that's the one who gonna hold me down. Okay, I got a lot of problems with this word wifey then. I, I really mm. do. What does wifey look like to you? And as you get older, because said it, like it looks different. It does. To each man, but I feel like there has to be some streamline of something. Like we gotta make a universal definition of a wife. Like, what does that, what, what is that? And I'm sorry to put all the pressure on you as one guy. <laughs> oh, no pressure, because I don't got the answer. I mean, you know, just like <laughs> the question of what women want, which is, oh, how long do you got? Uh, I, I, I'm a woman, I'm an answer. Nigga, <laughs> I know what I want. <laughs> but 
I just and, want and, you to know what I want without me telling you. Right. What I want, but I know what I want. <laughs> I mean, and, and to your point that y'all mentioned as far as regards to, you know, you were talking about the guys that you mess with, you know, the guys that were like Netflix and chilling and talking about some, oh, you make a great wife, but you can't be my girlfriend. I, I've had that too. I've, you know, in my late 20s, even up to my early 30s, I had women. As a matter of fact, there was a woman, uh, she probably a couple of years from I met my wife, that told me I will make an amazing husband one day. And I'm just sitting there like, okay. Now, I'm puzzled by this, right? Because I'd shown her that I was interested. But she wasn't interested in me like I was interested in her. So I was just like, all right, cool. You know, something, she she needed something else, whatever that was. And I think eventually when that whole thing ended, I made peace with it and was just like, all right, well, you know, whatever it is that she needs, I ain't got it. And if I don't have it, then I'm not going to get it. So <laughs> she going to go on and be whoever she is that she wants to be. When guys do and say things like that, yes, they are not ready. And for y'all know, guys, it takes us a little bit longer to get ready in that respect than it takes y'all to get ready in that respect. But I will say this, to your point in regards to we talking about what a universal definition of a wifey is, that also morphs from when you first start manhood to where you get to the point where I'm at now. Because I would have given you an answer when I was 22 and I just graduated from college. I'd have given you another answer when I was approaching 30, sort of like mid-career. I'd have given you another answer at 35. And then I would have given you another one a couple of, you know, two or like three years ago. So it morphs and it changes based on how fast or how slow you mature and what life teaches you in regards to your interactions with women. Now, if you hang around the same type all the time, regardless of what stage of life that you are in, you won't learn anything. Right. So, I, and y'all know this, y'all will run into some guys that, you know, you've known them probably since maybe you were teenagers or maybe when y'all were young adults and y'all have known them now for maybe a good, let's say, 15 to 20 years now. And he's the same type of dude. He has a type of way, has a sort of personality. He's messing with the same type of women. No matter what happens or how old he gets, he continues to pull the same type and it continues to end the same way, the same exact way. There are women out there that do that too. Boy. Same type of guy, you know, Boy. the same type of guy because, and they don't experience anything because they don't learn anything from those experiences. I used to go after certain type of women when I was younger. And then my life experiences told me that something needed to change because I was like, all right, well, this isn't working out. And when you, when I surrounded myself with better people, mm. I eventually was introduced to better people. And then what started, as I said, with my opinion of what quote unquote wifey material looked like changed as I matured, I started looking back on that previous iteration of myself and being like, damn, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> That's honesty. Don't look. You know, I, I, I can relate. Like, what the hell was I thinking? And to be honest, we and we also talk about people talk a lot about this now, how we're getting married later now, you know? Our parents' generation were probably getting married when they were in their early 20s, maybe mid-20s. Our grandparents' generation were getting married when they were, shit, damn near 17, early adults, you know, 17, 18 years old, and were having families 
and they would have four families at like age 26. Like they have three kids, four kids by the time they was age 26. And then we wonder, we look at their pictures and they was 38 and they was bald and looked like they was uh, 50 years old because them kids was wearing them, ran them out. But now we're getting married later and it's a shift in both men and women. We have also gone through a generation of people that we have seen what the negative effects are of getting married so young are. Mm-hmm. especially when you have an experienced life, mm-hmm. especially when you haven't really met anyone, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the age old story. You got boy and girl grow up, go to middle school together, go to high school together. They sweethearts through high school. They go away to college. They don't go to the same college with each other. They don't even make it through that first year. Why? Because they experience different things. You run into new people. So Eventually, you grow past that, whatever it is that you do. I think with us, as, as as men and women, we're now learning. It's like, okay, I've been through and seen what happened. My parents getting married when they was 20-something years old. And now, you know, either one, they not together no more. Two, they barely even. I don't even think my parents love each other no more. Like, you don't know how many times I've heard people say that? Like, in our age group, like, like yo, I don't think my parents even, they together. But, you know, it ain't no, like, you know, oh, I love you type stuff. Like. Seriously, a lot of people's parents are like that now. No, so, no, um, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. My parents, like my parents literally just got married almost a year ago. A year ago, and yeah. When my mom first told me, she was like, Yeah, we're getting married. First of all, when she told me she was getting married, the first question I asked was to who? <laughs> like, <laughs> who you who you married? Because my mom, you know, my mom and dad have been in this whatever mm. definition of together is for all sure. of my life. Mm-hmm. So when you pop up out the blue saying, you know, oh, I'm getting married. What? And then when she told me to who, my brain was like, does not compute. Should mm-hmm. I be happy? Do I care? Mm-hmm. But you care. But why is this happening? It was so many thoughts behind it because... Mm-hmm. I, that was something I never, ever, 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 ever. That you thought, right, yeah. But, and, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So to that point, yes, mm-hmm. I, I completely understand it. Yeah. But I also think that had an adverse effect on me too. Sure. But also the other part of that though, I think is what's unfortunate, and I, I'm, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to move forward. What's <laughs> unfortunate though is so many people are getting married younger but you're mm-hmm. still starting fa- we're getting married older and later but you're still mm-hmm. starting families young still yeah like that that yeah. that's my issue yeah. that's yeah that's my issue like mm-hmm. that's my that as 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 someone who went through this life trying to do this and the first comes love then comes marriage then come a baby mm-hmm. they do the whole family thing the issue you still gonna have parents who are like oh kids who are like oh my parents don't talk but mm-hmm. instead of you having witnessed the divorce or what have you they were just never together yeah. And your stepmom was there, or your stepdad was there, or whomever else was there. Like, mm-hmm. I guess that's that's the other side. Is yeah. I want us to stop having building families in your twenties, and then you're not going to commit to a man or a woman and build this marriage until you in your thirties. Like, yeah. because you could have built that family with this person. I swear, I understand everybody want to have a good time, and I understand, but and and there was a time when it was one kid. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody had the one kid like Mm -hmm. I messed up this one time I learned my lesson lesson. and I'm good but I remember when I hit like 23 25 23 25 
I kept running into these dudes who were like, instead of the, oh, I got a kid, it was, oh, I got two. Mm-hmm. Didn't learn the first time? Like, nope. what? And I'd mm-hmm. say this to the dude I'm with right now. He's not exempt. If anybody knows a boyfriend with five kids, three baby moms, he's not exempt from hearing what I had to say. It doesn't change. I love you. But that doesn't the same thing. Yeah, but that doesn't change the fact that I look at you like, yo, you built three families out here. So where do I fit in? Mm. Um, where do I fit in? And I and we've had this whole conversation and full disclosure. I until and unless if ever we have children, I will still always feel like I'm on the outside. And even Mm. if we have kids, I'm still gonna feel like, well, me and my kids over here. I mean, you because I that's me. That's me. I, that's that's me. Well, I mean, that's not just you. That's, um, that's I'm just saying that that's me, and that's me personally. I'm not speaking for anybody else but me. That's what I'm saying. That's just that's me, y'all. I'm not saying I'm alone in this because I know mm-hmm. I'm not. But I'm saying that that if you mad, oh well, that's me in my opinion and my life experiences. To the point about you know this definition of wifey evolving. I think, but to your point, you matured. Mm-hmm. You took a look internally and said. I got to still dealing with these chicks because I'm something ain't right. And maybe I need to change. Mm-hmm. And I want to commend that because I see so many dudes, so many angry, bitter black men specifically on all of these social medias, just going in on women all day, every day, like they getting paid for it because y'all are mad, bitter and hurt. The same thing that you complain about black women being is what you are portraying. Mm-hmm. because you haven't looked internally the same way yes women there are a lot of women out here that have not looked internally and they still with the same dude over and over and over and over again you're doing the same thing and I so mm-hmm. and 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 michelle and i had this conversation not too long ago like stop trying to make the person you want the person you want yes if you if you look at this chick and you like yo i, I want her because she's thick right but Man, she's so independent and she got, she drive this car and she got a six figure salary and I'm just over here, whatever. Mm-hmm. But don't shame her and try to get her to feel bad about herself and insecure about herself. So now she wants you or you, she needs you and she that person either step up or step to the side. But like, and, and the same could go be said for women. I'm not saying it can't, but this is why I'm with the guys. So we talk about the guys today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it takes a level of maturity to say, you know what, I'm going to do something different. And like you say, you elevate your circle, you elevate your friends because the same way that all of these, that there are chicks out here talking about ninjas ain't ish. It's a lot of dudes out here saying witches ain't ish as well. So, Mm. but somehow that, I don't, I don't know. But again, then in that mm -hmm. case, who are you, who are you attract? Not only who are you attracting, who are you attracted to? Yeah. Yeah. And that has a big part of it to do as well. And I think when you come down, when it comes down to wifey, all right, it's physically, like I said, you like what you like. I mean, ain't nobody really going to get past that. I mean, if you, if you like them brown skin and a little thick and you know what I'm saying? Uh, whatever, short hair, long hair, whatever. And however you like them, that's fine. Because that's what, that's what gets you, gets you going. That's what you like. But you got to get past all that physical things to really define when you talk about somebody that's wifey material. I said this on one on an episode where Damo asked me about a year being in the being married. And I said, yo, when you're talking about being with somebody and possibly even starting a relationship with them and then y'all being serious, like forget all this other stuff about love, like be with somebody who likes you. 
Like be with somebody who actually likes you. This is the this is the thing, right? COVID taught thing a lot of things to a lot of people. Oh. And the one thing that it taught to a lot of couples out there, as y'all very well know, we found out that a lot of couples were saying I love you to each other. But as soon as COVID came around, they found out after about two or three months being cooped up, they ain't like that person very much. Now, cabin fever will do that to you. But in the worst of circumstances, if you're with someone like that, at the bare minimum, you should be able to, one, not only tolerate them, but enjoy being around them, especially if something like that's going to happen where y'all are in the house and y'all can't go out. I mean, so be with somebody that likes you. And what do I mean by that? Like, do y'all like the same type of like movies? Do y'all laugh at the same type of jokes? Like, do y'all get the same type of humor? Is there things that go on that you can look at somebody and they know exactly what the hell it is that you laughing at or what you talking about without you even having to say a word? Y'all in the car, are y'all jamming to the same type of music? Do y'all like the same type of movies? Food, when it comes to that type of stuff, what do y'all like to go out and do stuff and eat? Like when y'all having conversations, what are the things y'all want to talk about? Like when y'all are sitting at home, what exactly are you talking about? All these type of things, like all of this. If you're not just discussing, if you love discussing trivial things with somebody, then be with somebody that does that because that's the only thing you're going to talk about. But however, if your mind needs a little bit more stimulation and you want to discuss more pertinent things in life or society, whether it's religion or spirituality or love or men's and women's roles, society, whatever that topic may be, then find somebody who does that. You know, if you love to read, you should be with somebody who likes to read. <laughs> if you know somebody that is about making money, that is about financial security and building wealth and doing things as far as investing, you need to be with someone who matches that as well. And eventually that leads have the desire to, or at least have the desire to and be willing to learn mm -hmm. what that all leads to is that being with somebody who will, who was company that you enjoy at the bare minimum, be with somebody who likes you. I say that because I had a homeboy of mine who was married for almost 10 years. They had two kids. They ran through some troubles in their marriage and near the end. And matter of fact, shoot, you know who I'm talking about, um, Siobhan. And near the end, I was just literally sitting there like, God damn, like, they do not like each other. They don't. Like, and it boggled my mind that you could get to that long of marriage. And then at the end, it'd be like, well, Jesus Christ, they don't like each other. How does that happen? I just don't, but it does. And it happens to lots of married couples and people who are in long-term relationships. They find out that they don't like that person. Be with somebody who you like. Not just this whole thing. I love you are words that you can say to anybody, your mother, your father, your siblings, really good friends, your partner, your wife, your husband, but be with somebody who likes you and know what they, what it is that they're about. Like get a feeling of whatever their character is. Like we talk, that's another big thing we talk about when it comes to wifey. That's one thing a lot of guys will not take too seriously into consideration but they need to what's the character of the woman you dealing with mm -hmm. and i and i do preach that, that because preach it. Go because, preach because that character has a lot man character is the things what happens when she's not in your presence and when you're not around what does she do how character does she also you know when the shit hits the fan Exactly. Character and moral values need to match. I and I absolutely again, conversations I've had recently. 
because I know everybody talks about this equally yoked or unequally yoked, and it's beyond just if they're Christian and you're Jewish, if they're Muslim and you're Buddhist. Mm-hmm. It, and I say that, and you will learn this real quick if you co-parent, because the values up in this here house and the values up in the other there house or mm-hmm. with the other parental unit, not the same on fundamental stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, schoolwork is whatever. That's not, di- see, yoked. Because if something happens to the relationship, especially if y'all have children, y'all need to at least agree on the fundamentals of character character within each other and character building for these children. Because yes. if you have one parent who's like, I mean, if you have one parent who's like, drugs are a no, we may discuss weed, but drugs are a no. And the other one who's like, I mean, the coke ain't gonna hurt you. That, you don't need to have kids with this person. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I mean, and I go to extremes to make a point. I, 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 I get it. Like a point. I, do. I promise you, I know. Like, you can have, because for example, me and the, the last dude I was dealing with, he doesn't drink. We have a wine podcast, guys, so y'all know I do. But I'm not a lush about it. And I mm. still don't believe in like, underage drinking under a certain age okay mm-hmm. like 21 ain't my age because it wasn't my mama's age I was getting liquor before 21 so but um but I'm not handing like my 10 year old vodka you know what I'm saying like there's gotta be that and and to your point also I think when people stop liking each other it's because I think people don't realize because we're still human beings we're still growing as individuals and the person that you married 10 years ago may not be the person that's good for you not may not i'm gonna be honest with you as a married person if the person that you married you've been married for 10 years if that person is still the same in 10 years there's a problem mm-hmm. unless you're still the same like if y'all are the same together that's but if one of you if that's one the, of you grow that it is, is a problem no but if that, well but if y'all were listen I, i'm all i will say is if one person is growing and the other is stagnant it's going to lead to problems sometimes even in in long-term relationships whether you're married whether it's a friendship even whatever it is sometimes when you realize stuff is getting rocky you really have to go how do we get here Mm -hmm. i've learned to do that in this current relationship because i know it's gonna be the last because i just don't have time to be looking for nobody else it's had i'm gonna settle whatever but at the same point, I look at like some of my relationships that ended and I wish I had asked the question sooner. How do we get here? Mm. Before we get to the point of get out, I can't stand you. I hate you. I don't want to talk to you again. How did we get here? And for me specifically, I say this because every relate 90% of the relationships I was in was were with friends. We were friends first. Mm-hmm. So how do we go from, yo, this is my best friend. It's my homie. We doing it. We, uh, we out in these streets. We kicking it together too. Three months later, two months later, yo, I can't stand you. Like, how did we get here? And mm. I don't think some, I don't think couples, not all, but I would encourage any couple to really take inventory of their relationship on a regular, like mm-hmm. every six months, every year, something yeah. before you get to five years in and y'all like, I mean, if I pushed you out the second floor window with anybody, no, it would be okay. <laughs> if my car happened to hit you, backing into the driveway look and i will to piggyback on that i will also put this caveat in that does not mean that when you're in a relationship that you still won't have those thoughts and you will still love care and grow you don't necessarily want to leave that person but you Mm. can still have those thoughts Mm -hmm. 
Shoot. I'm telling you now. What Chris Rock said, he said, you ain't never looked at a bottle of rat poison and looked at your woman and your man and said, you know what? <laughs> All I can think about is Kanye. All I can think about is Kanye was, I thought about killing you today. No, Lord. I seriously <laughs> contemplated premeditated murder. Like, <laughs> well, see, I didn't think about, I don't think about murder, but I definitely have had thoughts. You know, I could leave. Mm. You know, that, and, and not that I want to, not that that's where I'm going. Not, and that may not be your train, like the per- whoever I'm talking to, whoever's listening, train of thought. But what I'm saying is, if you had the thought, don't run from the thought or, um, don't deny the thought, look at it and address mm-hmm. it and find out why you're having the thought. And if you know why you're having the thought and it's legit, like, oh, I literally can't and will not do this anymore, then take the necessary steps. But if mm-hmm. you have the thought and you really evaluate, like she said, take that self-inventory, take that relationship inventory, and you go, okay, well, this is how we got here. If you can answer that question, then it can be fixed if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but relationships, like we said, they work. Don't let anybody. They are definitely. They are work. They are hard work. Sometimes they may feel like they are not rewarding. <laughs> um, but, but the one, but but yes, yes, yes. But the push through, and when the work is done, mm-hmm. it'll show. Um. And, yeah. and it should be worth it if that's the person. And it will be worth it if, if you really push through and the work is done. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we say all that to circle back to the, the, the illusion, and that's what I like to call it, of wifey material. Mm-hmm. Because let's say wifey material to someone who um, may have not had a mother. Mm-hmm. in their life will look may look different either in a positive or negative way or neutral way than a person who grew up in a nuclear home right um wifey material may look different to the gangster right yep then yeah. the kingpin they may look different you mm-hmm. know wifey material may look different to a foster child than um, a child who was in foster care who was later adopted. So, and and we're saying life experiences, like he said, can shift that mm-hmm. and growth will shift that. And it's okay. Um, but-, but what you need to notice, this is what I will say. And now I'm, I'm a, this this is my, my final thought. And I'm, because I want to see what you got to say. What I would say to anybody that's going to, to men folk, Hello, as a woman, mm-hmm. um, and ladies too, but we talking to y'all. First of all, I hate the term wifey, so we just gonna say wife. Mm-hmm. A wife, marriage, this I do know because I've seen it. I've seen it through divorce. I've seen it go all the way to the grave. I've seen it. Is a partnership mm-hmm. above all else. And I would really encourage men that and women, but we talking to y'all, I would really encourage men to make sure that this woman you are about to join this partnership with is a real partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And someone you can really see as a partner because 
when you get laid off, when she gets laid off, when the company downsizes, when the pandemic hits and both of y'all get fired or one of y'all get fired or y'all happen to both luck out and nobody gets fired, when the kid's getting on your nerves, if you don't have kids, when you're getting on each other's nerves, when the in-laws get on your nerves, when life happens, when life be life in, when life be life in, sickness, when that thing, death do us part is a, is a true wife because mm. let me tell you, sickness and health, it is, it is serious. When the boobies ain't boobying, when her booty ain't booty in, when his dangalang ain't slangalangin' no more, y'all, or like it used to, y'all still have to have a partnership because mm-hmm. y'all have built that the fact you are building a life with someone. Yeah. Whatever that happens to look like, because everybody's partnership, everybody's partnership is gonna be different. And I know, like from even from a business standpoint, we've had people on here to tell us. That our business model is not the average. That's great, I guess. But it comes with its own challenges. Mm-hmm. Whether you go in business by yourself or business with someone else, a partnership, be it business, be it platonic, be it romantic, it, they, y'all are, we are ever evolving people and you, it's a partnership. Like, mm-hmm. it's it a is. partnership. This whole, whether you want to take it to the Bible with the help me, or you just want to do the modern day, whatever your partnership happens <laughs> to be, it's a partnership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so because mm-hmm. as we wrap this up, yeah. What with wifey material being a wife being mm-hmm. the topic, what are three things that you would suggest that anyone who is truly considering um entering into a partnership or a marriage whatever you want to call it with someone as far as like being a wife um, mm-hmm. what are three things that you would say or suggest to them that you actually look for mm. okay well beyond just the normal things we talk about like you know love respect mm-hmm. you know dedication i would have to say pick you pick a woman who is emotionally mature and available that's number one we just had that talk y'all if y'all missed it with miss crystal brooks click on that i'm a i'm a i'm a repeat that again pick a woman who is emotionally mature and available okay this is very important it is very important it's very important. <laughs> I'm gonna say that again. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna yeah. say this. I'm gonna stay here for yeah. a minute. I don't think y'all heard me in the back. <laughs> right. Number two. Pick a woman who was unyielding but understanding. Mm. Okay. What do I mean by that? I mean this. Pick someone who is not going to settle for your bullshit, but also pick someone who knows that they know when enough is enough. And is the difference, and is the difference between a kick in the ass and a rubble in the back. It's a woman that can do both at the same time. Right. It's a fine line that not many women know how to walk. Some know how to do one or the other, (laughs) or some of them don't know how to do either. So, you know. There it is. And then my last one would have to be 
pick someone who's reliable. And what I mean by reliable is not just the person that is always there. Pick a person that is going to be that person on day one until the day when both of your souls depart this earth. Reliable. Not unpredictability, because sometimes you get that where you don't know how they're going to be on Tuesday and they be somebody different on Saturday. And then in the beginning of the month, they one person and then the end of the month, they somebody else or in the summertime, they one way and in the fall, they this other way. Or by year 10 of the marriage, they one way or year 15, they, they unchanged every pick somebody, you know, that's reliable. And I'm not just talking about them being there because being there is important too. Cause I remember watching this video. I don't remember what song it was. It was a time-lapse of a man and a woman when they got married, moving into an apartment. And then it showed them as they was getting older and the last, last parts of the video were the husband helping the wife get up and go to the bathroom at night. Cause she's sick. She's on her last days, you know, like this is it. Like those are the type of things you talk about. Like those are the part the times in marriage that when that person is going to be there, when those vows come into play that through, as y'all said, through sickness and health till death do us part, someone that's going to be there, but then someone who is also going to be the person that they were when you knew them. And I mean, people are going to obviously evolve and change. I mean, you know, nobody's is, is completely, but just at your core, you're the same person. Right. Because when we see a lot of people break up, people change. And when they change and completely flip, that's when it's just like, oh, no, nah, I don't even know you anymore. Mm-hmm. Who is this person that I met? This is not the person that I buried. Mm-hmm. This is somebody different. So, yeah, those three things. So, so one I is emotional. One... Yeah. Yeah. I just have one last question. So, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Goose, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. So my question is for where, real quick, how would you tell men to position themselves to find this, this, this wife material to have these, these three things that you listed, right? Cause let's, let's be serious. If you're looking for these three things in the strip club, you might could be in the wrong place. Right. If well, you are looking for these three things on sugarbabies.com, you might could be right. in the wrong place. place. Oh, don't be mad. Yeah. I mean, you just, I mean, well, one, I think for the intangibles, you have to be all those things you're looking for. So if we talk about those three things, you need to be all three of those things too. You just can't expect somebody to have that and then take your broken down self and thinking that that's going to be good enough. It's not, you have to be all of those. You have to, you have to be those things yourself. As far as like you talking about like where you need to be around. I mean, honestly, it's just be, it's like be surrounding yourself around the type of people that give you the better chance of meeting someone often than not. Like you said, the strip club is not where you're probably going to find someone like that. You know, uh, uh, sugarbabies.com and bemydaddy.com is not going to be a place where you meet somebody like that. You know, you have to surround yourself. Where, and if that means being in different and getting yourself into different circles of people so that you find yourself around the type of women that you're looking for, then that's what you got to do. But you, if you're going to make that leap, though, you got to make sure that you're ready and available as well. Because the one thing I will say is that when you do find a woman like that, and if she even takes the slightest bit of a liking to you, depending on how far along you are in life, she's going to be ready to go. So, you know, ain't no really like, let's get this warmed up. Oh, let me work on myself a little bit while we kind of dating and playing the nah player. It's like, 
if you there and the type of women with those type of women that you deal with, you have to be, you got to be ready. You have to be ready and you can't really play any games with it. You got to be ready to go because they're going to be ready to go. So that's it. Yeah. Position yourself around the people that are going to get you around that crowd. You know, what they, what do they do for a living? It's not just any specific type of industry. It could be a number of different things, but you know, when you vibe around people with the type of folks that you're dealing with, you know, you can tell when you're around company. Yes. You can tell, you can tell when you're around foolishness. And if you can't, yeah. time will definitely you can tell. tell you. Yeah. If you can't, you are not ready. You are not right. in a position exactly. to be anybody's wife or husband. Exactly. You cannot discern foolishness. Exactly. So you know when you're around stuff and it's not foolishness in the people there are chill, but about their business. Then you might be in the right place. You might be headed in the right direction. So right. right. Ladies and gentlemen, we like to thank our wonderful friend, Mr. Bucos, for joining us today for this lovely conversation that can clearly go on for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, and hours just between the three of us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nothing else we like to talk we do hence the podcast um oh podcast case <laughs> <laughs> um but so overall what we're saying what what i think mr Beacox on this whining with question mark guys. i just want you to do the regular g i just want you to do the sign language g <laughs> I know this is a lot, a little or a lot. I get mm -hmm. that, but this is a G. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, because this the the Sibian hand is not working for me. It's not working. Mining with the guys. Um mining <laughs> with the guys. <laughs> uh, um with saying wifey material is subjective. Wifey material is where you are. Uh, with a positive look toward the future. Mm -hmm. Wifey material is growth. Wifey material is a partnership. Examination and a partnership. Mm -hmm. So take all those things. Mm -hmm. When you start thinking about wifey material, getting in a partnership, getting into a relationship, getting into a marriage, taking things to the next level, whatever that may look like for you, and take those things into consideration. Mm -hmm. especially those three points that um being reliable um emotional maturity and mm -hmm. what was the other one being unyielding but understanding yes especially understanding because mm -hmm. even though you might not agree to simply understand to comprehend and that ability to connect to have that mm -hmm. connection will carry you through things um so and on that note, we will say cheers to that. So before we get out of here, y'all know I'm loud. Before we get out of here, sissy, let me know what you what your rating is for your popping grapes experience. So this 2016 Avarino by Martin Kodak, it says. Albarino is known as the wine of the sea, both because of the vineyard's proximity to the nearby Atlantic Ocean and the wine's exquisite compatibility with the local seafood. I can see mm. that. Mm. Um, Martin Kodak's Albarino is a crisp, elegant wine with notes of pear, passion fruit, and apple. 
um, is a bright, refreshing example of this distinctive break. I really am curious to see if I liked it before. I do actually enjoy this. You do feel the buzz. You feel you feel 13% alcohol. So you feel that. Nice. Um, right, right. <laughs> it would be very good. I actually did like this. Um, it had a weird aftertaste to it to me. I think that was the crispness. And I think it was the pear. I don't really care for pear too much. Like I like the fruit, but like pear flavored or pear taste stuff doesn't really do it for me. I didn't really taste the passion fruit. Um, the apple was very subtle. So if it's an apple, it's like a green apple because they tend to be, that's not like the red you would think about. So green apple, um, but it was good. I would I would give it a three. It was okay. I, um, yeah, this would be a good gift. Like if you meet somebody and they you wanted to give them a white, but you don't really know what it is. Um, it doesn't have anything distinctive to me too hard. Like it's a subtle, crisp, medium bodied white. It's a good, it's a good intro to a wine. If you're trying to, if somebody's just gotten off the thought juice and they've been off the thought for like six months, right? And you're trying to get them away from like the bubble sparkle, this will be a good flat to start. Mm -hmm. Um, especially if you're gonna do it with food. I think that's the that's the issue. Mm. I think if I had seafood with this, it would be a higher, it'd be a 3.5. Um, I couldn't give this higher than like a 3.75, I don't think, but a 3.5 would be the highest. But just on its own, it's it's a nice little crisp, just mm. but it does need food. Mm. Okay. So for my piano gris, the it's 2018. Um Growing and making wine is our life and our pleasure and has led to an abiding optimism of what? Extend that stint. Mm -mm. That extends, girl, my tongue. Uh, beyond the culture of wine to our community and the world at large. Okay. Now I'm confused. So this is about the brand, not really the wine. Right, because but this also says landmark wines are the finest representations of vintage wines. And this is not landmark. <laughs> exactly. That's why I said mm. okay. okay. It doesn't say what's in this whatsoever. Now that I am finished reading the back. Do is it mention it on the front? No. Okay, well, we back to your regular bottles where you don't have any. Period. Like, I got excited because they got, like, words at the bottom. They got all this stuff on the back. I was like, oh, I'm going to read this. And About the vineyard and the company, right. It says nothing. Okay, so, yep. And it's only 11% alcohol, which is probably why I don't really feel this. Now, about the wine. To me, this is a great example of a house wine in a restaurant. Mm. A house Pinot Gris in a restaurant. It is missing something. Um, I don't know what I taste. I mean, uh, like, you know how you can taste good. like some type <laughs> of... 
That's not good at all. (laughs) I don't know what I taste. This is Mm. not a Pinot Gris that I would recommend. This is going to be a one for me. Wow. That's not good. I'm not even a regular wine drinker, and I know that you don't taste anything. That mm. it, it has no distinctive taste <laughs> nah, whatsoever. It's not crisp. It's nothing. Just flat. It's it's not crisp. <laughs> <laughs> Is it medium body, light body? I mean, good with something. It's a body. I don't know. Oh God, mm. that's not good. Mm. So I feel like it's it's a light. I feel like it's a, it may be a light to medium body. And more so light than me. Mm. That's all I got. I'll mm. be honest. I was hoping to read something, honestly, and then be like, okay, did I taste that? Because sometimes, especially for someone who, if you watch the vlog, I can't smell too well. <laughs> it has to be very distinct. So I figure my taste buds resemble my other senses. My sense of taste resembles my sense of smell. It's not all that great. Like once you tell me, I can go, okay, yay, nay. But that's also because I'm allergic to fresh fruit. So don't judge me. Um, but yeah, this, this, this gave me nothing. Okay. Well, wow. So it's a one. It probably should be a 0.5, but I'm feeling generous today because I'm hungry. <laughs> um, <laughs> that sucks. I'm trying to see if I like the. I'm trying to see if I like the old, the other Alvarino because I really don't remember what it was. I just remember who it was by. Yeah, I, I got nothing else. So, ladies and gentlemen, on that note, <laughs> this brings us to another wonderful conclusion of a little something to write about with both of your hostesses, Ty and Michelle, and Shimon Camille, and our guest Cox. And we want to thank our guest, Mr. B Cox. We will be sure to have all of his links below in the description box. So if you're interested in any of his um, content, just click the link below. Like, share, subscribe to both channels. Please. Be sure to join us each and every Wednesday for more laughs, more fun, and of course, more wine. Hopefully good wine. Um, <laughs> please understand that these opinions are ours and ours alone. If you love this brand, comment below and let us know why you love it. If you tried this brand and it's not, you're not a fan, let us know that too. Give us a quick thumbs up, subscribe, like, share. Be sure to join us for our live wine out wine tasting on the last Saturday of the month at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you need us in the meantime, just hit us on Instagram at a little something. Wine about. And as always. There's nothing wrong with a little one. Or a lot. Bye, guys. Thank you for whining with us on this episode of A Little Something to Whine About. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to join us live the last Saturday of every month on YouTube or Instagram. And we'll see you next Wednesday for more fun, more laughs, and of course, more wine. <laughs>